Come on, let's give the Lord praise again. Amen. Enjoy the word. You may, uh, let's pray first. Father, we thank you for your presence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. You are so present here right now. And we ask you, Holy Father, that you would speak to us. We thank you, Lord, for our bishop and first lady. We thank you for protecting Bishop and Elder Neal in Colorado. We thank you for what they're going to bring back that will bless the house, that will impact future we ask you Lord that you would give us the mind of Christ this morning I thank you Lord for the supply of the Holy Spirit may we speak in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost and we ask you Lord that you will release to this house all that you said you would do father we thank you Lord as Prophet Lady Carolyn declared that this is the month of breakthrough. And we declare it now, it is the month of breakthrough. For the heavens are already opening and the blessings of God are proceeding. Yes, there has been a contestation of the enemy against the seed. But the seed is thriving and the seed is multiplying. And the seed is giving birth. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're in this season of enlargement. That you're calling this house to enlarge its courts. Lord, that we will stretch forth our boundary points. And we thank you, Lord, that this church will become a hub of apostolic activity. We thank you, Lord, that we are going to take the sickle for you're calling us in this season to take the sickle in this community and begin to harvest the souls that have already been prepared from 20 years of praying. Now take the sickle and reap the harvest from this region. For I will give you this land as I gave it to Joshua. Possess ye this land for my glory saith the Lord. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Come on, give Jesus praise this morning. You may be seated. First of all, I'd like to give the Lord praise for my wife. Amen. Jane Lynette Crawford. Amen. She has another nickname that I dare not speak. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I have to be careful. I was whispering to Pastor Tiffany when I, I have to be careful if I yippee yay yay, you know, I, other words were just kind of. <laughs> so I have to be careful with that. This morning, uh, as during praise and worship, wasn't praise and worship exciting? During worship, I'm always listening and looking and seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing and saying. That's my time to, to just peer into the heavens. And um, I know one of the things when, I, first of all, I want to say I enjoyed Ain't of That Good News. And so, um, and I'm used to the eight-part harmony of it. And, and man, they had it going on there, praise God. And so give them a hand for that. And I, when that song about the supply was being sung, I know the Lord was speaking to me about the supply of the Holy Spirit coming to us. For those of us who are in a season of dryness, the Holy Spirit is coming with a gracious supply as we move into the months of March and April. Amen. Dryness is dissipating. Amen. But when you're dry, that means you can burn. Come on. The fire of the Holy Spirit can rage upon you. So we're going to talk about this morning, Abraham, our father of faith. The scriptures actually says Jesus, our Messiah. I'm speaking from Galatians 3.14. 
I'm using another translation in this passage. Jesus, our Messiah, was cursed in our place. And in so doing, he dissolved the curse from our lives so that all the blessings of Abraham could be poured out upon the Gentiles. Jesus became the curse so that all the blessings of Abraham would come upon us. Man, I was doing some research on this and hopefully I'll be able to provide this. Um, I, I can't read this right now, but God literally gave Abraham 66 promises. When you count all the promises that was given to Abraham in the book of Genesis, it's actually come to 66 promises before the law. Thank you very much. Okay, my hands are free now. So, um, so before the law, God gave Abraham 66 promises. But then after the law, God gave, in the book of Exodus, eight covenantal blessings. In the book of Leviticus 26, 4, he gave 23 covenant blessings. In the book of Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, he gave 11 covenant blessings. And then in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, he gave 27 covenant blessings. And all those covenant blessings were literally blessings that actually came from the Abrahamic covenant. So that when the scripture says that Jesus became the curse, so that all of the blessings on Abraham would come to us. I think one of the questions I find myself asking is that if the scripture says so, why is it not manifesting in its fullness in our lives? In Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 33rd verse, it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. This passage is like a catch-all for what was mentioned in the book of Genesis as it comprised of all the blessings of Abraham. Bishop Johnson began to speak last week about Isaac and I want to take off from there. Because Isaac was literally offered before the Lord as a first fruit offering. But there were some things that had to take place before the offering was made. So I'm reading now from Genesis, the 18th chapter, the 9th through the 18th verse. The scripture says, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? We're talking about the angels of God. And he said, there in the tent, he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. And Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah laughed to herself, saying, after I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I'm so old? Is anything too hard or too difficult for the Lord? At this appointed time, I will return to you. At this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it. However, saying, I did not laugh because she was afraid. And he looked at her and said, no, but you did laugh. Then the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham was walking with them to send them off. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what 
I'm about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So prior to first fruit, some things had to get straight. First of all, the Lord asked this question, where is Sarah? And I, I, I know God knew where Sarah was, but I, and I believe it's more than a rhetorical question that was being asked. And I believe in this particular passage, basically what the Lord was asking Sarah. Now, some believe when it said three men were standing, some believe that the three men actually represented Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's some believe. And then some believe also that there were three angels. I believe it was three mighty angels standing there. And they asked the question, where is Sarah? What, what was intimated in that passage? I believe that they were asking Abraham a question because they were preparing Abraham for the blessing. And the, the question they were actually asking him was because he knew where Sarah was. But there was a deeper question there. He was asking, do you know what's going on in the heart of your spouse? Now, you have to look at this thing because Abraham, you know, he was not a perfect man. And I, I want to I say this this morning because I, if we look at it on both sides, it could be, do you know what's going on in the heart of your spouse if you're married? Do you know Sarah was injured when you said she was your sister? When you lied, what went on in her when he said that? What went on inside of Sarah when Sarah suggested, hey, aren't you let Hagar have your child so that the promised seed, and he, glad, he did not contest it. He did not say no. He went in like the flash. <laughs> and as a result of going to Hagar, and the Bible doesn't say if it was more than one time, but the whole issue was that she was literally giving her husband to another woman that she knew that she was watching and man, all that was going on in her heart. And then she had to deal with the fact that God spoke to them years ago that you're going to have a child. And now it's down to 24 years. Still, that, that prophetic word, I'm just hanging on to that prophetic word. Um, you're still going to have a child. And now she realizes that probably the evidence that she could have a child Man, things are dropping, things stop flowing, and all types of stuff is happening. And, and she realizes that, that, you know, man, there's no more visitations and, and, and uh, monthly visitations. And, 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 and that, and that if, if she's going to have a baby, hey, the time is going. And so she probably did not have someone to talk to. And all these things were going on on the inside of her. Where is Sarah? I believe that one of the things the Lord is after in this time of blessing and breakthrough is that he's asking us the question about healing the relationship. In fact, Sarah was involved with baby mama drama. She, she, was, she was dealing with hope deferred. And not only that, Sarah experienced being moved around from one place to another place to another place. Nobody ever talks about what Sarah went through. And so the angels were saying, hey, buddy, you're going to have to work on some agreement before this blessing comes. In fact, I believe God is asking single men a question here. Where is Sarah? I just let that rest. Where is your Sarah? 
I believe in this season of first fruits, in this month of breakthrough, in this year, one of the things that God is after. Bishop gave the word last Sunday about this time next year. About this time next year. What you and I consider too difficult or too hard for God, God is going to manifest. Is there anything too hard for God? Come on, saints. You got to think about this now because sometimes we can give the religious answer, but, but then in the back of our minds, we can look at some stuff that has happened and, and we're wondering, how can it be? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Look at the person next to you about this time next year. The thing that you thought was so difficult, God is going to manifest. Now, there's some things we got to do first. One of the things we got to do is get agreement. Agreement is the place of commanded blessing. The Bible states in Psalms 133.3, for from this realm of harmony, God will release his commanded blessing, his eternal blessing, the promise of his life forevermore. So in order for Adam, for, in order for Sarah and, and Abraham to walk in blessing, they had to come into agreement. But then we have another passage here, Moses and Zipporah. Moses and Zipporah, they were not in agreement. Think about this. And God came wanting to kill Moses. After God raised Moses up, took 80 years, the Bible states in Exodus, the fourth chapter, God was standing in the way ready to kill him because he didn't circumcise this boy. The mother knew he was supposed to be circumcised. And so when, when, when the disagreement was there between Zipporah and Moses, it opened a door. A door was opened. The lack of agreement between the both of them was about to release premature death of the deliverer because there was no agreement. You got to think about it. Zechariah and Elizabeth. The Lord told Elizabeth that she was going to have a baby. And God spoke and then Zechariah started speaking words of doubt and unbelief. In order for there to be agreement, the angel closed the mouth of Zechariah. Because his words as the head of the household could have jeopardized what God was trying to create and manifest. So God had to close his mouth. God had to, in a way, hit him in the mouth to get the agreement. It was only when the baby was born that his mouth was open. In another instance, man, I was looking at this thing and this thing was really bothering me because when you look in the book of Judges, the 13th chapter, you find Manoah and his wife. We're talking about the birth of Sam Samson. There had to be agreement there. And it's interesting that in this particular situation, the Bible says that Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you so that we may prepare a young goat for you. Then the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For it came about when the flame went up from the altar towards heaven that the angel of the Lord ascended into the flame at the altar, at the offering. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell to the ground and she gave birth to the greatest judge of all times, 
which was Samson. And so you're sitting and you're probably saying, well, okay, Elder Crawford, you're talking about people who are married. What about singleness? In order for Ruth to get married, Lord have mercy, there had to be agreement. There had to be agreement between Ruth and Naomi. And it was because of the agreement between Ruth and Naomi that the blessing came to Ruth. And we'll say something about this a little later. But what is the price of agreement? What is the price of agreement? One of the things that we have to do in order to get agreement is that we must deal with the root iniquities. Because many times the thing that's holding up the blessing are the root iniquities. Mary, uh, i never forget, um, I think, uh, I can't think of her name. Um, she's a great teacher. She's from Oklahoma. Uh, Marilyn Hickey. I never forget, she t gave this teaching on dealing with root iniquities. And she said, you know, when it comes to iniquities, you have to hammer iniquities. Iniquities are those propensities that are in your bloodline that tends to act out every generation, that knocks on the door of every generation. And it grows and it gets larger. As he said, many times you, you, have to, you have to hammer the root iniquity, but you, can't, you can hammer all day long, but if there's no agreement, you won't have authority for that thing to dissipate. Now, what really got me here was this. See, when it comes to agreement, only the strongest can apologize. The weakest cannot say I am wrong. A spiritual pigment can't say I'm wrong. Only the mature can say I was wrong. Will you forgive me? We're talking about agreement and sometimes, man, dis disagreement the, or the lack of agreement will stay there because you have two immature people who are unwilling to say, I am wrong, I am sorry. I know we're talking to people outside, okay. The mature, they do not blame their reactions on the other person. The immature blame their reactions on the actions of the other. I don't know what that is, but when stuff ain't right, what, what that, that is that rise up in us that just don't want to get it right. We, we want the other person to say they're wrong. We want the other person. We, we, we're waiting on the other person. What, what, what kind of spirit is causing that, that unwillingness to face our own wrong? Man, I've had to face that I don't know how many times. Praise God. Sometimes your agreement comes through an argument. Sometimes your agreement comes many times by simply saying, hey, I was wrong. And then the thing inside of you, your flesh is saying, okay, I'm waiting on you to say your part. <laughs> but what if the other person don't say that part? What if the other person don't say that part? You're going to take back what you said? Oh, man. When you're mature, maturing people, now this is one of the things I'm learning I'm, as I get a little older. Mature people are able to own up to their blind spots. Mature people can talk about their blind spots. Mature people can admit that, that there's something, you know, I got a problem here. You know you're, you're emotionally growing when you are aware of your strengths and your weaknesses and, and the way you communicate and you're able to talk about them and you're able to get deeper in conversation because you are an open book in that fashion. Yeah. Woo, man. The price of agreement. And I think many times we have to ask ourselves a choice. Do we want the agreement or do we want, do, if we want the agreement, then we can have the blessing. But another 
other thing about this situation, now we have a, a, a mother now, she has a child, and, 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 and Hagar, man, I mean the, the woman, I mean the child was kicked and booted out the house. And, and man, I was trying to figure out why Abraham only gave, only gave her a skin of water and some bread. And the Bible says, and the mother, that she put her child under some leaves. She did not want to watch her child die. This thing began to mess with me. Because that, because that child was not the child of promise, but because that child was a descendant of Abraham. Come on, you got to hear this. The mama was crying, but the Bible says God heard the child cry. God heard the child cry. And then the Lord spoke and said, he, because he is a descendant, he, he may have come from another mother. He may be a son of another mother. But he came from Abraham, and because he came from Abraham as a descendant of Abraham, the blessing is going to come to him, and 12 princes are going to flow out from him, and he will become a mighty nation, because, just because he was a descendant of Abraham. But then the Bible turns around and says, and all the blessings of Abraham shall come upon us, because we have been grafted in. Y'all, if the blessing would come to Ishmael, how much more would the blessing come to us? Lord, have mercy. So now, we get down to the point now, you know, the, she's had the baby. Isaac has been winged. And you know, back then, they let them children, we, they let them children nurse for a long time. Lord Jesus, that child standing up, <laughs> four feet tall. Come here, boy. <laughs> Shoot, man, I, I don't know if I could have dealt with that. <laughs> oh, man. Man, can you imagine? <laughs> four feet tall. The Bible said he was 12 years old and he was weaned. Amen. I, 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 I'm still trying to understand that one. But anyway. So Abraham takes his child on a trip. And the Bible says, he says, do not stretch out your hand against the lad. So Abraham was getting ready to offer Isaac. He was getting ready to offer him. He put his hand over the child. And he said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad. Do not do nothing to him. But now I know that you fear God. And since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, then Abraham raised his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him, a ram was caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up before the Lord. Amen. Man, I never saw that. And then Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your, first, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you. And I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gates of the enemies. And in your seed, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. You have to understand when God initiated covenant with Abraham and, and Abraham cut covenant with God, basically when they cut covenant, basically the covenant was saying, Abraham was saying, all that I have, God belongs to you. And God was literally saying to Abraham, all I have, all I have belongs to you, Abraham. And literally the covenant was so, the covenant was like this. If, if you renege on this covenant, Abraham, you will be cut to pieces like that, like cut in half, just like that, that calf 
and the animals were cut in half. And literally, God was putting himself in a covenant with man by saying the same thing. If he reneged on the covenant, the same thing would happen to him. Basically, the scriptures was showing how important that covenant was. And so when God, yes, so when God asked, when God asked Abraham for Isaac, literally, he was asking Isaac to give his first. God does not believe in human sacrifice. The only human sacrifice in the scriptures that God condoned was the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. I want to make sure that's said for the record. But the interesting thing about it, God asked for Abraham, and Abraham could not renege on that because of the covenant that they made. And so, so God offered up Isaac which was his first fruits before the Lord. And you have to understand this. When, when Abraham offered up his first fruits before the Lord, Isaac, literally, that was for all the future generations to come. That's why God says, surely, from now on, because you gave up the first, the many, many sons, many queens are going to come up from you. Greatly shall I multiply your seed. The seed is going to keep multiplying and multiplying, bringing many sons to glory. And then the day will come when I, Father God, will offer up my son, Jesus Christ, as a first fruit offering. And when he's risen on resurrection day, I will wave him as a sheaf. And, and, and he will be waved and he will be raised from the dead as the first begotten from the dead. And then many sons will come after him and fill up heaven. I believe the Lord is saying to us in this first fruit season, he told, he, Abraham said, the Lord said he lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes and he looked. And the Lord is asking us in this season for us to look for the blessing. To look for, lift up your eyes and look. And the Bible says the ram was caught in the thicket. I believe that God is going to invade natural uh, courses of events and provide the first fruits offering that we are supposed to give. Literally, I mean, the, I, you know, the lamb is just, the ram is wandering around and, and, and it get caught in, in, the, in the thicket and he can't get loose. What kind of, what kind of thing is that? Was that a coincidence? Lord, have mercy. Begin to declare, declare divine coincidences of increase are coming forth for me and coming forth for this house. Divine coincidences, divine appointments are going to manifest and are manifesting throughout this house. But the thing about it is that we must, we must press into this. And one of the things that as I was praying and, 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 and sitting before the Lord, the Lord is asking you and I to not just pray in this season. We got to get up, saints. And the Bible says, and all spirit, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So now what we have to get up, we have to get up like kings and priests. And when we pray, we have to put on our royal clothes because we're joint heirs with Christ and heirs of God. We're not praying from earth to heaven. We have to, we have to now sit in heavenly places, see ourselves there, and begin to make declarations. We must begin to declare, declare over and over and over until we see the manifestation. Declarations must come out of our lips. Amen. We must declare his word because the scripture says in Psalms 104, the angels of God hearken to the word of God. The angels of God hearken to the word of the Lord. There comes a time when we have to stop interceding and we must begin to decree a thing so that it may be established in the earth. And as we make declarations, the angels of God are released. 
Hordes of them are released as we make declarations, as we sing the song of the Lord, as we sing the word of the Lord, as we declare the word of the Lord, because we have agreement among one another. This is a season where we're going to see the manifestation of so many coincidental blessings because of the humongous manifestations of angelic activity happening among us because we're making declaration as king priests who are sitting in heavenly places. And as we make decrees, God, I'm going to tell you something, as we begin to make decrees, God is going to release the, his angels to connect you and I to places, to people, to events, to businesses, to sales and material property that will cause prosperity to rise. God can't connect buyers to goods. God can't connect buyers to property. God can't connect buyers to services his children are providing. But we must open up our mouths. I'm not saying stop praying because we have to pray. We have to decree, but it's when we're praying, you come to a place in that prayer where you, where you, you stop praying because, because you get that note of victory and God is saying, now, nah, I need you to stand as a king and make declarations. I need you to stand as a king as my ecclesia in the earth and begin to make declaration regarding what I said I would do. And as you say, I, I need someone on earth to say what I'm saying in heaven. I need someone on earth to say what I'm saying in heaven. And if you would just open up your mouth, you can begin to declare what I'm saying in heaven. And because you're saying what I'm saying in heaven, what's forbidden in heaven will not will not be forbidden on earth. And what's released in heaven will be released on the earth because you begin to make declarations. You're turning the keys of the kingdom and things will begin to change. <laughs> Lastly, the thing the Lord put in my heart. And I was praying about this. How is multiplication going to happen? One of the ways that multiplication is going to happen in this house, in this season, is that multiplication is going to happen because souls. God is going to make soul winning so easy in this church. There's going to become an attractability because he's going to give us eyes for the fishing holes. And God is creating fishing holes around this church. He's causing what was once hard now it's become soft it's become soft amen and and the evil altars that some have tried to create on this property lord have mercy the blood of jesus has literally destroyed the evil altars and the transport the transporting areas of demonic powers in certain regions because the saints of god have been praying Another way that multiplication is going to happen is going to happen through giving. Another way that multiplication, I'm, I'm saying this because sometimes, that, that sometimes we're praying, but now we need strategy. God wants to give wisdom. He wants to give strategy. He wants to give ideals. He wants to give plans. The Lord put in my heart this morning. He says, steward the wisdom I've given you. And literally what I saw him saying, release even the messages, even the teaching regarding marriage, regarding relationships. Release it as bread throughout the earth. Release it package it feed the nations with the revelation that I've given you because I've made you a reservoir of wisdom for the healing even as I call I call Israel as I call Israel and the river of God that flow from my throne for the healing of the nations I have released and placed inside of you a wisdom for the healing of relationships and marriages package it steward the revelation that I've given you make it like bread to the nations release it and disperse it through the earth make my people in this house carry of the revelation that I've given you so that I can pour more, 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 more and cause this to be a hub of revelation regarding family, marriage, healing of marriage, deliverance. I want to do it, saith the Lord. I'm waiting on you. And then he spoke to me that there are riches in those niches. Come on, say there are riches in those niches. And you have to understand, see, all of us are not good at everything. But if you can find out what you're good at, and if you're offering a solution that no one else is offering, and what you have is something that is in demand, man, the Lord is saying, I'm, I'm looking at this church, 
I, 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 want, I want to remove the boundaries that, that, that I did not put there, but the boundaries were in your mind. You thought I was going to do what I called you to do, but package yourself. Package what I've given you as a niche. And he's speaking to us collectively, and he's speaking to us individually. Become niche experts. It's simply a matter of smart positioning and packaging who you are, what you do, leveraging technology, social networking, and your unique content to reach the greatest number of people in your target audience. We're in a season now where content is king. But the emperor is the one who can distribute the content. Another way that multiplication is going to come to us in this season, we need to develop our skills. Whatever we're skilled, whatever we're gifted in, we don't need to rest on the level of our gifting. We need to take our gifting and become the best. And as we move in that direction, see, inspiration, see, many of us, we get inspiration, but now the inspiration must be converted to ideals. See, only the prepared mind can receive ideals. See, we, we wonder why Apple, we wonder why Steve Jobs was able, we wonder why Zuckerberg was able, Zuckerberg was able to get what he got. The reason why was because, see, they were not prayer warriors, but God was looking for a prepared mind. Now, he would have preferred to have, he would, he would have preferred to have someone who had a prepared spirit and a prepared mind. But, but he could get the idea out with just a prepared mind. And see, he had a mind and aptitude for computers and technology. He, they, they had a mindset where they were willing to go beyond the boundaries. And God is saying, I, 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 I've prepared people in this house. Lord, have mercy. I prepare people in this house. Man, a prepared mind can catch the revelation, can catch the ideals that are coming from heaven. God is looking for ideals to be converted into commodities and products who can take it to the full range so that this house will be an endless stream of blessing to the nations. The only thing that hinders us is the capacity of our heart, which has been created by the capacity of our, the, the, the capacity of our mind. The other thing the Lord put in my heart, I'm, I'm saying this, and the confirmation is over. The Lord spoke to me a couple of months ago, and he said, Metro is a cradle of, of creativity. But he says, it's just like a mother. It's, Metro is like a mother of creativity. There, there is like the, 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 heart, the creative heart of God beats in this church. And if, you, and if you have just a half a heart and just have some ability of wanting to do something extraordinary, you can get in that stream. My sister got in that stream. Come on, saints, Lord, have mercy. We were in that stream before with music, the Lord said. And then, then what happened? People, when they touched this house, that cradle of creativity, it goes out towards them. Apostolically, Metro is a, is a hub of creativity. It's, it, 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 it's literally, when I, when I see it in the spirit, it's like a river. And yet it's a river that, that grows and, and it has never left this house. The anointing of creativity has never left this church. It's, it's abiding upon this people now. No wonder we could take a song and refabric, ref, re, remake the song in, in a day or in a couple of hours to sing because of the creativity. There are poets inside of this church. There are painters inside of this church. There are, there, there are seamstress inside of this church. There are cooks inside of this church. Man, Lord, have mercy. There, there are men and women of witty inventions. Some of you have inspiration for witty inventions, but you have not taken it all the way through. As whereas the people of the world, they have taken it all the way through. And then we wonder, we say, man, while the world is being blessed, we haven't been able to take, to convert the inspiration and, and to, from inspiration into ideas and then the ideas into products. The blessing is here, saints. This is a season, saith the Lord. This is a season, saith the Lord. Oh, man. Multiplication will come through sales. Lord, we're in a season now, this first fruit season, because what's happening is that God is converging of first fruit seasons from the day it started at Metro. He's combining the effect. There's a convergence, a blessing coming from the multitudes of first fruits that have been given from this church. A bumper crop is due for us.
as I was working before the Lord, this whole thing about Metro being a church where many life stories will be put to print with summaries and major points after each chapter. So many great stories here at Metro. Because of Abraham's first fruits, God was obligated to give his son as first fruits. And I want to say this, when I was praying, I want to say this, I know this message is a little choppy, and I, I apologize for that. But the Lord said, don't, he, he, don't let these words come out your mouth. Don't ever say, there's no men in this house. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't let it come out of your mouth. Because the Lord says, this is also, I will let the house of Israel, I will let the house of Metro ask me to do for them. I will increase Metro's men like a flock. Like the flock for sacrifices. Like the flock at Jerusalem during her appointed feast. So will the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When you see the flocks of men in this house, then you will know that I'm the Lord. And then it's interesting, he says that in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, and then in the 37th chapter, he tells him, he said, prophesy to the dry bones. And those dry bones are men in the valley. Many, and so they begin to prophesy. And I'm telling you, ladies, it's time for the women to begin to prophesy to the dry bones. Lord, have mercy. There are men in the valley, dry bones. But as you prophesy, as you pray, as you decree, I will fill this house with flocks of men. And then the bones started standing up. And then he said, prophesy to the breath. And they began to prophesy to the breath. And the men now began to know the Lord. They were consolidated. And then he said, prophesy again to the breath. And then the Spirit of God came upon them, and flesh came on their bones. And so shall it be in this house. Begin to call forth the men. I promise you I'm at the end. Then he says, because of Abraham, something I'd never seen before. The first giving Isaac as a first fruits, marking your children, giving Isaac as a first fruits. The day came when it was time for Isaac to be married. And Abraham said, and he said he was getting ready to let his servant, you know, he said, no, no, no. No, you're going to have a son. And he said, I want you to take your servant and send him to go get a wife for your son. Now, he sent the man. Lord have mercy. But the Bible says Abraham began to see. Abraham understood he was, he, he was a progenitor of the blessings of God. And he understood that there was the angelic company had a lot to do with his blessing. So, Abraham said, Abraham was praying. He says, even as a servant, I will pray that the Lord, I will, that he will assign an angel to go before you. Lord, have mercy. To direct him. Lord, have mercy. He didn't know how that woman looked. He didn't know who to talk to. But, he, but, but, but because the angels of the Lord, on the decree of the word of the Lord, connected him to the man's wife. Lord, have mercy. I don't know if you heard that. And then the Bible turns around and says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. I'm, I'm going to say this to the brothers who are not married. Some of you are missing your blessing. You laboring with all your heart trying to walk in blessing. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. And the reason why, he says, more, this is what happened to Boaz. See, the key to Boaz's blessing was that he found his Ruth, Lord have mercy. The Bible says, moreover, I have occurred, he said, I've acquired Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Mohalam, to be my wife in order to raise up the name of the deceased in inheritance so that the name of the deceased would not be cut off from the brothers or from the court of his birthplaces. Now, this is what the people said. And then all the people who were in the court and the elders said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house 
like Rachel and Leah. Lord, have mercy. Both of whom built the house of Israel. Lord, have mercy. And may you achieve wealth in Ephratah and become famous in Bethlehem because you married this woman. Moreover, may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, then the offspring which the Lord would give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went into her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son, and that son went on to become great-great-granddaddy to Obed. And Obed became the father to Jesse, and Jesse became the father of King David. Lord, have mercy. This first fruits is special, saints. It's interesting, he says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. That's what happened to Boaz. We always talk about the, how Ruth received the blessing. No, Boaz, no, Boaz was blessed. Come on, saints, because he found a wife. He was blessed because he found a wife. God could not get doing what he wanted to do with him until he got a wife. He could not become the dad or the great-great-great-granddaddy to David until he found a wife and found the right wife, found a Gentile woman. Lord, have mercy. Come on. The first of all the first fruits of every kind and every contribution of every kind from all contributions shall be for the priest. And you shall give the priest the first of your dough to cause a blessing to rest on your house. When you bring the first, according to Ezekiel 44:30, the Lord says, and you give it to the priest, and you got to make the declarations, then he will cause the blessing to rest on your house. How many of you just want, you, how many of you want the blessing to rest on your house? I'm talking about rest on your house. Oh man, let's stand.